is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I want to thank Bill Cunningham for filling in yesterday. I've been watching all this NFL uh, nonsense, these spectacles, as you have. And I haven't been able to hear radio today. been doing other things, but I'm sure it's been discussed. But let me discuss things my way. Let me tell you why I love America and why I won't take a knee. I love America because this is where people come to escape tyranny and to live in freedom. No one has to escape tyranny in America to live in freedom elsewhere. I love America because this is where anyone, everyone, can achieve their dreams regardless of race religion, and ethnicity, and most do. This is where each and every day poor people become rich and rich people become poor. And most people live better than all other people on the face of the earth today or at any time in human history. I love America because in our country, and unlike most countries, we acknowledge a law greater than law of man, the law of nature. And like no other country, we acknowledge in our founding document that all individuals, all individuals are born with God-given unalienable rights, including the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which no government can legitimately interfere with. I love America because while we're an imperfect country, we are a great country. We acknowledge our shortcomings and we address them. We are a civil country that encourages debate, diversity of ideas, and we have tolerance for both. I love America because we rally to each other's side when faced with catastrophe, such as natural disasters. I love America because when I go to Arlington National Cemetery, I see row after row after row of graves of young American heroes who given their lives in one war after another, and one battle after another, to protect this great nation from its inception to this very day, who fought and died as proud and patriotic Americans, not as representatives of some racial, religious, or ethnic groups, or some income category, as Americans. I love America because our fellow Americans, through war and peace, have created the most fabulous society mankind has ever known in every way and is measured against every standard. And I love America because billionaire owners of football teams and their millionaire players can pretend that their spectacles on the football field are relevant, important, or meaningful to most Americans when in fact they have no consequence today, tomorrow, or ever. I love America because despite the relentless efforts of those who do not, who seek to divide us on race, religion, income, and any number of issues, 
The vast majority of our fellow Americans wouldn't trade places with anyone anywhere, no matter where they are in the world, especially those football team owners and players. They wouldn't change their place with anyone for anything because they've benefited spectacularly from living in this country. And there's many, many more reasons, and you have your own, for loving America. The media and the left and the corporatists, that would be the team owners, are completely disconnected from the American public, from American history, and they're obsessed and consumed with their own self-aggrandizement and their own narcissism. They have no respect for the American people, and they have no respect for their own fans. We are a patriotic people. We love our country, and we don't apologize for it. And we're sick and tired of malcontents, whether they be billionaires or millionaires or tenured professors or media types or whomever they are, telling us why we should despise our own country. Always looking under rocks, always looking behind curtains rather than celebrating the greatest nation mankind has ever established. The nation that defeated Hitler. The nation that defeated Tojo. The nation that defeated Mussolini. The nation that defeated the Soviet Union. We have freed a billion people from behind the Iron Curtain and saved hundreds and hundreds of millions as a result of World War II. 750,000 casualties during the Civil War to right a horrendous wrong of slavery. We are a great people. We are a tolerant people. We are a beneficent people. When those players on the field and their owners link arms, what are they united against? What are they united for? Why do they matter? Why do they matter? Who are these people? Do you know anything about them? Do we really know anything about these players? Do we really know anything about these owners? We've made them what they are. Famous and rich. Because at least at one time they entertained us. And now they stop to play politics. Not just any kind of politics, but hate America politics. By divide America politics. By the usual pulling at scabs. The left-wing politics. Well, I don't know about you, but after a while I don't find that very entertaining. I don't need lectures from football owners or football players about anything. What the hell do they know that you don't know? Very little. Very little. And they really ought to appreciate what they have in this great country. Because they prove the very points that I've made. That anyone, any background, any race, any religion, can become famous and wealthy if that's what they want to become. They can also become ignoramuses, obnoxious, and counterproductive. This league is destroying itself. 
because the NFL, the NFL has taken up for the progressives. And the average fan is not a millionaire, and the average fan is not a billionaire. The average fan loves this country. And they're sick and tired of seeing people in uniform get down on a knee and degrade real heroes who wear real uniforms, whether they be police officers or our military. And don't tell us that they have no intention of degrading the military or police officers. That is their intention. You know, in virtually every battle that's been fought in defense of this country and in the name of this country, the American flag has been carried into that battle. If the enemy has killed the individual who's carrying the flag, another individual picks it up. If we have conquered territory of an enemy, such as the Nazis and so forth, we raise the American flag. When it comes to July 4th, we put out our American flag. Veterans Day, we put out our American flag. Memorial Day, we put out our American flag. When our wonderful young men and women in uniform are killed in uniform, their caskets are draped with the American flag. When our wonderful police officers are killed in the line of duty, their caskets are draped with the American flag. Don't tell us that the American flag means nothing. Don't tell us that the national anthem means nothing. It means everything to us. It's the heart and soul of this country. We are a great country. Those are the symbols that represent our greatness as a people. We have young men and women today fighting in hell holes to protect people they have no relationship with. None whatsoever. And some of whom would kill them. Imagine what they're thinking in Afghanistan, parts of the Middle East, and some other point, distant point in the world. When they watch multi-millionaire, famous football players, who make money not just as football players, but through commercials, getting on a knee. Getting on a knee during the national anthem. Imagine when they see Jerry Jones and the other owners, too numerous to name, linking arms in unity. Unity for what? Unity to do what? To tell us that America sucks? To tell us that we're an imperfect country? To keep picking at scabs? To defy this nation? When Donald Trump said what Donald Trump said, I cheered. He said exactly what I was feeling. More importantly, he said exactly what my father was feeling. Over 92 years old now, very frail, but a World War II vet. He applauded our president. He didn't applaud any of these football owners or any of these players who've done absolutely nothing for the security of this country. Nothing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
let's be honest. The owners, most of them, have capitulated to this. Many of them looking like fools. Because they don't want a players' union revolt. Or potential strike. Or work stoppage or what have you. Because the players' union is quite radical. But what they're not counting on and what the players don't quite get is the fans. Whether coming and watching in a stadium, which is expensive and takes a lot of time out of an individual's day. Or TV. The ratings aren't there. The advertising is not there. What the players don't comprehend is that if the advertising dollars aren't there and the fans aren't there and the bleachers, they're not going to keep getting these contracts. See, there's another great thing about America. It's called capitalism. It's called supply and demand. If the supply of customers goes down and the demand goes down, so do the contracts, so do the salaries, so do the profits for the owners. People want to be entertained by football. They don't want any more left-wing lectures by football players or by owners who pretend to be in unity with football players. I sure as hell don't. I sure as hell don't. You don't have the platform that these players have. You don't have the money that these players have. You don't have the platform of the money that these owners have. They get national attention for playing a sport. National attention. We have real issues going on in this country and going on in this world. The uh, dictator, the inbred who runs North Korea, continues to threaten us with nuclear war. The Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran continues to threaten us with nuclear war. We've got all kinds of big deal issues going on that affect our lives. And the only reason we turn to football or baseball or basketball or hockey or all the rest of it is to take our minds off it. And if we tune them in, and they don't take our minds off it, but worse, it's like tuning in MSNBC. With every left-wing kook comment, where they're in unity, holding arms theoretically too, one voice, one position, one ideology... What we tune them out to. We don't have to spend $12 on a beer or $8 on a bag of popcorn or $25 on a baseball cap. We don't have to do that. Not to be ridiculed. Ladies and gentlemen, when football players and owners call us, call, excuse me, call the country racist, The country is the people. The people make up a country. We the people. When our country's called racist, we're being called racist. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a racist. For one thing, we watch football, we pay, You know, for advertising and so forth, indirectly buying products and so forth when we watch football. A majority, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's what, 60, 65, 70% of the players are non-white. 
that sound like? Certain percentage of this, uh, or certain types of people in our uh, population are racist? The fact of the matter is the vast majority of the people in this country are not racist. And yet this is the line that we are fed day in and day out and day in and day out. By the pseudo-intellectuals who are put on TV, by the pseudo-journalists, on the pseudo-news channels. It's preposterous. If we are a systematically racist country, it really is shocking that people from all corners of the world particularly Southeast Asia, particularly the eastern part of the world, particularly south of our border, particularly northern Africa and so forth, are trying to come to America because we are a grand country. We are a great country, warts and all. We are the greatest country on the face of the earth. And it used to be successful people knew it and talked about it. Instead, they drive the Brinks truck up to the bank to put their deposits in every paycheck while trashing the people who make them rich. I'll be right back. You're listening to Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now, 877-381-3811. Let me ask you folks a question. If these football players are really serious about whatever their message is, why don't they go on strike? Why don't they go on strike? Now, of course, they won't get paid. Why don't they go on strike and see what happens? In fact, why don't the owners encourage them? Well, they wouldn't encourage them to go on strike, but encourage them not just to kneel, but to sit down during the entire game. That would send a real message. That would tell us that these players and these owners really mean what they say. That they're not just doing an act. I have another idea. If these players really mean what they say, and they say many things, why not give up football altogether and become a social worker in this community or that community? Why not? Why not turn your back on capitalism? Why not turn your, turn your back on the system? And actually go into the streets. I don't mean on weekends. I don't mean as part of a charity. I mean as part of your career. Give it up. In other words, rather than getting on your knee, get off your ass and go do what you say needs to be done. But they won't. Will they? Because they're frauds. And so are the owners. This is all a media spectacle. More progressive claptrap. If these men, and they are men who play football, and the owners, I think all of them are men, maybe there's one or two who aren't. If they were really men, and they really had the courage of their conviction, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing, now would they? They'd be taking on the man, taking on the system. Getting rid of their their football uniforms and their three-piece suits. And go out into the communities every day, seven days a week. 
But they don't. And they won't. Because they're frauds. See, it's very easy to take a knee and draw attention to yourself. It's very easy to spout off that America is unequal. I mean, the football teams are unequal. They're New England Patriots. Very few teams equal that team. I look at football itself. Most of the owners are white. Most of the players are black. Well, maybe we need more black owners and more white players. What about that? What about it? Well, you won't hear much discussion about that either. No, 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 no. You don't understand. America sucks. Just accept it. It sucks for a million reasons. Doesn't matter if their message is incoherent. Doesn't manage, matter if they're frauds and they're a joke. Doesn't matter. They view us as suckers. Matter of fact, I want you to hear a few of these these uh, punks. Uh, do we have LeBron James here? Let's listen to Cut 12. Go ahead. We're not going to let... I'm not going to let, while I have this platform, to let one individual, no matter the power, no matter the, the, the impact that, that he should have or she should have, um, ever use sport as a platform to divide us. And then you uh, let's, let's stop right there, Einstein. Who is dividing whom? Here's what Trump said. Let's go to cut one. Go. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired. He's fired. You know, some owner's going to do that. He's going to say, that guy that disrespects don't, don't, us... Don't, don't count on it. Go ahead. He's fired. And that owner, they don't know it. They don't know it. They're friends of mine, many of them. They don't know it. They'll be the most popular person for a week. They'll be the most popular person in this country. Because that's a total disrespect of our heritage. That's a total disrespect of everything that we stand for. Okay? Everything that we stand for. And I know we have freedoms, and we have freedom of choice, and many, many different freedoms. But you know what? It's still totally disrespectful. Of course that's right. And by the way, this isn't about freedom of speech. I don't know how many more times I have to say this. The NFL is private, even though it's heavily subsidized by you and me. The teams are private. The players don't work for the government. The government's not involved in firing any of them or interfering with their speech. So this has nothing to do with the First Amendment. Nothing whatsoever to do with the Constitution. This is a workplace. And I ask those of you who work in fields other than sports, if you had uh, people working in your office who would take a knee or make a spectacle of themselves, or start demonstrating in some form, or protesting, or, or wearing armbands, or party hats, or whatever they're doing. And it's disruptive. 
Would you be saying, oh, that's freedom of speech? No. They'd get their ass fired. But here again, you're not allowed to say that. No, 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 no. Because these millionaire football players, no, no, no. They're famous people. They're important. You can't criticize them. By God, you can't criticize the owners. And, of course, Roger Goodell, the absolute spineless goofball who runs the NFL, the commissioner, well, he finally stood up and issued a statement, don't you know? But, of course, when the Dallas football team wanted to acknowledge all those magnificent police officers who were murdered by wearing a symbol on their uniforms or their shoes, they were told they damn well better not. Hey, that's the First Amendment. I didn't hear Bob Costas. Hey, that's the First Amendment. I didn't hear all the left-wing sports writers in sports, and there's a zillion of them going, Hey, that's the First Amendment. Wait, hey, you can't do that. No, 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 no. Of course not. you got to be against the system. Against the system. All these people talking against the system. None of them are poor today. Maybe they were one day, which of course demonstrates the system works. But none of them are poor today. None of them. Almost every one of them is wealthier than the average fan, viewer, or attendee. And they lecture you like they're better than you, like they're smarter than you, like they know something that you don't know. Let's go back to LeBron James. And by the way, what Donald Trump said 10, 15, 20 years ago would have been roundly supported. Roundly supported. All right, let's go back to LeBron James. Cut 12. Go. And when you don't talk about sports and they try to divide us from that side as well. And the no, one thing Nobody's that I... trying to divide you, pal. Seems to me you're pretty united in your stupidity. Here's another phony, LeBron James. He'll never give up his paycheck. Now, he's always looking for more money, as most capitalists are. But I love these guys, not just in sports, by the way, in all walks of life, who are super wealthy, capitalists, but then trash the capitalist system, and somebody challenges them on what they're doing. You're trying to divide us? Really? Well, what is progressivism and liberalism about, if not dividing us? Go on with the genius. And, and, and just think about is um, how can uh, we personally, throughout everything that that guy is doing. That guy is doing is your president. He's the president of the United States. That guy is doing. Talks about dividing the country. Go ahead. Um, no matter if you voted for him or not. You may have made a mistake, and that's okay. Oh, okay. We didn't vote the way you'd... Oh, he's telling us it's okay. We may have made a mistake. You know, this guy is... I don't like him. I've never liked him. I don't always agree with a lot of sports guys or whomever's out there. This guy I do not like because of his sanctimony. Because of his sanctimony. And that's exactly what he... Oh, you may have made a mistake if you voted for Trump, you know, but that's okay if you voted for him. Go ahead. If you voted for him, it's okay. I mean, I've done things for my kids and realized I shouldn't have gave my daughter that many damn Skittles. Oh, man, you're funny. You know what? Actually, you're not. Let's go to cut 13. Go. I don't think a lot of people was educated. Uh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. uh, I don't think a lot of people was educated. Is that what he said, Mr. Producer? 
I don't think a lot of people was educated. Oh, the irony of ironies. Go ahead. I don't think a lot of people was educated. And, and, um, and I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest problems that we have when it becomes vote time, that people are just not educated on... Yeah, you see, ladies and gentlemen, you don't vote the way LeBron James insists that you vote. You just, a lot of people was... Uh, yeah, I don't think a lot of people was educated. And LeBron James means by that you got to vote Democrat. You should have voted for Hillary, so you must not have been educated. And those of you who voted for Trump, you made a mistake. Okay, that's okay. LeBron James says that okay. That's okay. Another, another sanctimonious individual. But don't worry, he's not dividing the nation. Trump's dividing the nation. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. last 48, 72 hours, I've been giving very, very serious thought to starting a news-slash-opinion website with conservative thought and conservative opinion. Have some history in there, some philosophy. I could recruit some of the smartest people that I can think of, myself included. What do you think of that, Mr. Producer? And I think I'd have a hell of a lot of fun doing it. Rather than my name being used for other people's purposes, I would use the site in order to communicate directly with you, my beloved audience. It's still in the thinking phase, but I'm very, very serious about this. Um, And I've got some other plans, too. And I will keep you informed. And there are other things going on that I hope come to fruition. If they don't, I will tell you why they don't come to fruition, but I'm always thinking about ways to get our message out in various platforms and so forth. So, with you, millions and millions and millions of you, and I, on the same page, who love this country, who want to leave a great country for our children and grandchildren, I think that's why we motivate each other. I really do. If you're still getting your news and commentary from the mainstream media, why? If you're watching the mainstream media, you're missing out on the most important thing, the truth. At CRTV, especially Levin TV, we're giving you something you won't find anywhere else, a truly conservative perspective. Get a full week of CRTV for free right now and try it out. Now, your life is too busy to sit around watching ads, waiting to listen to hosts you don't trust, talk about issues you don't care about. Join me on Levin TV. We're covering incredibly important issues, and we will discuss history and economics, politics, and put it in context like nobody else will. And we're gearing up for an exciting fall season. We're adding new shows, and you won't want to miss a minute of it. Along with more than 200 episodes a year of Levin TV with yours truly, You'll get unlimited access to shows from Michelle Malkin, Stephen Crowder, Steve Dace, Matt Kibbe, and many more. If you're not a subscriber yet, give us a call today at 844-LEVIN-TV and join the media revolution. Again, that's 844-LEVIN-TV. There's also a misconception out there. My show is LEVIN-TV. The network is CRTV. 
management decides who's the, who to bring into CRTV. I have no say in that. But I do have a number of friends, like Michelle Malkin and Crowder and Dace and Kibbe, who are part of the network. But I don't want there to be any confusion. I don't run the network. I run Levin TV. And, uh, and that makes for good TV, I think, doesn't it? I get a focus on what I do. I also want to thank the right scoop who has uh, posted, like in record time, I don't know how Brian does it over there, my opening monologue, which I will link to on my social sites. I think you'll like it. If you, if you heard it and want to hear it again or if you, you missed it, well, we'll make it available to you. All right, let's take some calls here. Do I have time to do this, Rich? All right, let's go to Michael, Washington, D.C., on the Mark Levin app. Go! Hey, Mark, you beat me to the punch this hour. Um, what did I do? I look at these players, right? They come out, they kneel, they stand up, they take the field, they play, and they collect their checks, and then so many words tell us, screw you very much, right? Yep. Wouldn't that be a more uh, powerful statement if they just refused to play? Refused to well, play that's down? what I said. And by the way, I don't even look at the call screen until I'm going to calls. So right, right. trust me. Yeah, I said they should go on strike and teach us a lesson. <laughs> no, I right? Now, I know you're not a fan of the whole, you know, 32-dimensional underwater backgammon, and, you know, that, you know, the thing right. that Trump has, but um Right, of course. I mean, by by Trump speaking out about this, he's basically delegitimized the whole kneeling, if you will, right? Because they're not kneeling again. Let me ask you this. Why shouldn't the president comment on it? Everybody in the world's been commenting on it, but Trump shouldn't comment on it. And if he does, he's divisive. I don't know. When Trump said he ought to fire there, you know what? I said to myself, I would. If Trump sneezes. I mean, if I'm taping Levin TV and the cameraman or one of the cameramen keeps making a spectacle, think I'd fire that cameraman? I'd say, get the hell out of here. It's my first amendment. No, it's not. Get lost. we got a business to run here. No, I hear you. And by by delegitimizing the kneeling issue, they're, they're no longer – I have no idea what they're protesting by kneeling, but it, it's no longer – And why about, kneel? I would prefer if they stand on their heads. <laughs> why don't they stand on their heads? Now, wouldn't that be entertaining if they're all standing in the middle field, standing on their heads? That would make football more interesting, I'll tell you that. Yeah, of course. Stand on your heads. That would be a real protest there. Exactly. But – um. They're, they're, they're protesting Trump, not cops, as Colin, as uh, Colin Kaepernick did. So, in a way... I don't even give a damn what they're protesting. They're annoying, and they make it unwatchable. Because, you know, you're sitting there, you got a bowl of potato chips, your Diet Coke, you know, potato chips and Diet Coke, I know. And, and you're watching, you got, and you're watching, you know, what the hell is this? I'm going to watch the Jewelry Channel. Sure. Last point. But, but can I say there are other sports that are more patriotic now? If you look at the UFC, it's more patriotic. Ice hockey, I mean, Canadian and American. You don't see this in every sport. There's a little bit of it starting in baseball. But football is the, uh, is, is the lead in this now. And the owners have really blown it, in my view, and the commission has really blown it, in my view. But fine, they're going to suffer the consequences. And who would have thought that that, uh, that fellow from the Steelers, that one guy that stood out and placed a hand over his heart, who would have yeah, thought the that vet. that and the revolutionary act? Well, look right? at the coach. The coach pressured him to, to reverse course. That's disgusting. 
It's absolutely disgusting. And all you Pittsburgh Steeler fans, you should make your voices heard. In fact, all you fans of every sport, you're Americans first. I don't care what race you are. I don't care how much you earn. And neither do you. We're Americans. We're the ones who are united. Give a damn about these owners and players. They don't give a damn about you. I'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. I just continue to think about this because it's bigger now than sports. Because the progressive mindset, the hate American mindset is so pervasive among people who live in the lap of luxury like no people have ever lived before in human history. And they know it. They know it. They know this is the greatest country on the face of the earth. If there was a greater country, they'd leave this country and go to that country. If you're malcontent, you don't have any connection to this country. You despise it, right? So if there were another country out there, or other countries, that were better, they'd go. But they don't go. Because there aren't any. But I was thinking. You know, you think about World War II. How our POWs were abused. And how so many of them died without even giving their name, rank, and serial number. They were tortured. Same in the Vietnam War. The men who were tortured, some beaten to death. Horrific conditions. And they were beaten and beaten and beaten, including McCain as a perfect example. And they held it as long as they could before they would trash their own country and turn on their own country. And yet we celebrate football players and owners for trashing the country. Well, then what are they doing? What are they doing? Why are owners standing arm in arm with players? United for what? United to defend the league? Defend the league against what? Criticism by a president and tens of millions of us? That you ought to respect the flag and respect the national anthem? Is that so hard? And if all these horrific conditions in America were in fact as pervasive as these players now say and these owners tacitly now say, where were they five years ago? Why all of a sudden? And I love these headlines. Trump doubles down. Trump doubles down. I mean Trump doubles down. He's consistent. He's sticking by his position. But people were criticizing this, Kaepernick and, and others, Bennett, before Trump ever said a word. Before Trump ever said a word. By the way, we are going to keep an eye on Alabama. I don't know when the polls close there, Mr. Producer. You're going to have to check. In one hour they close. If we get any information, I'll let you know about the Republican primary. You know, uh, I've been taking on Mitch McConnell for years and years and years, and now it appears others are joining in. Well, I want to thank them. Late, but better late than never. 
2014 when he was running for re-election? I just want to remind you. Go ahead on the Internet. Google it. Where was everybody? Where were they? They were nowhere. Moreover, Roy Moore. I had supported Mo Brooks. When Mo Brooks lost, who, by the way, is a great guy and would have been a great senator. And now he's a great congressman. Good. I immediately supported Roy Moore. And we reach every piece of Alabama on this, on this uh, radio program. Every corner of Alabama. Uh, we're in the Panhandle part of Alabama, Mobile. We're in Tuscaloosa. Oh, the, uh, the Alabama fans. We're in, uh, gosh, I started. Birmingham, Huntsville. Many, many more towns in Alabama. I happen to love Alabama. And I think the food in Alabama is unbelievable. So uh, there's still time to vote in Alabama, and I hope you do. This isn't a race between the nationalist populists and the rhinos. It's a race between a conservative, Roy Moore, who's been a conservative his entire life, the time he served in the military and well beyond, and the establishment. And more on that later. The amount of money that Mitch McConnell and his cronies have poured into this race is staggering. Money that could have been used to defeat Democrats. But Mitch McConnell's more, more desirous of defeating conservatives. He's not out to defeat Susan Collins. He's not out to defeat Lisa Murkowski. They're his allies. He's out to defeat conservatives in Republican primaries because he can't control them once they come to the Senate. He's got almost monopoly control of his party in the Senate, but it's not good enough. All right. Back to the National Liberal Football League. Greg Popovich, he's the clown who runs the Spurs. He's the coach. And he was at a press conference yesterday. Let's listen to this clown. Cut nine, go. Our country's an embarrassment in the world. Uh, this is an individual who actually thought that when people held arms during the games that they were doing it to honor the flag. That's delusional. Now, let, let's stop. The man is absolutely incoherent. People holding arms during the games that they were doing it to honor the flag. I think he means dishonor the flag, doesn't he, Mr. Producer? Dishonor the flag. And that's not what he's talking about, genius. He's talking about taking a knee. And maybe somebody can tell us why they're holding arms. In unity. In unity. In unity for what? Liberalism? In unity for what? Taking the knee? In unity for what? Tra trashing the cops? In unity. You can't criticize the NFL. You can criticize any other entity, any other organization. You can criticize individuals up the wazoo. But do not criticize the NFL and their players and their owners. No. Don't do that. That's racist. And we're all going to go on the field and hold arms so all the fans can be disgusted. So all our customers can be disgusted at the freak show that's going on, the spectacle with the owners and the players and the getting down on the knees and the this and the that. I said just go on strike. Go on strike. Do it. Go on strike. Make a real statement. This is all phony. All right, let's go on with this idiot, the uh, basketball coach for the Spurs, Greg Popovich. Go. Absolutely delusional, but it's what we have to live with. So you got a choice. Uh, we can continue to bounce our heads off the wall with his conduct, 
or now keep in mind they're talking about the he's this this fool's talking about the president of the United States. What's bounce your heads off the walls about another articulate guy, Reg Popovich. Cut ten, go. I wonder what the people think about who voted for him, uh, where their line is, how much they can take. You see, you see, ladies and gentlemen, you and I are stupid. You and I are stupid. You see, the people who voted for Trump are ignoramuses. That's what they're getting at. Or they're white supremacists. Or they're just dolts and dupes. I would say this to Greg Popovich, the very articulate Greg Popovich. I'll compare my IQ to yours, coach. I'll compare my background to yours, coach. I'm happy. I'll compare whatever you want in terms of intelligence, coach. You know, I'm not going to get on here and brag like all these other hosts do that have nothing to brag about. I got a pretty cool academic record. Greg Popovich, we voted with our eyes wide open. How about you, Schmo? What did you do? But he's like LeBron James, you see. You know, you made a mistake. That's okay. How much are you going to take? You know, what are you going to do? You didn't vote like us. Go ahead. Where does the, the, the morality and the decency kick in? And I understand very well, uh, you know, they didn't like their choice. Uh, what are you rambling about, you moron? You idiot. Just put the X's and O's on a piece of paper and tell everybody when to shoot the ball. The hell's right? I understand what, uh, you did, uh, did, but what price the morality? The morality, the uh, holding of arms. Uh, the mor- Cut 11, go. There has to be an uncomfortable element in the discourse for anything to change. You know, whether it's the LGBT movement or... Oh, the- now we have a civil rights leader with Greg Pope Popovich. Anybody ever hear Greg Popovich outside of the uh, Spurs organization? The El- See, he's, now he's going to go down the whole liberal line of things you have to believe or there's something wrong with you. Go to the top. Cut 11, please. Go. There has to be an uncomfortable element in the discourse for anything to change. Trust me, moron. When I listen to you, it's an uncomfortable element. Go ahead. To LGBT movement or, you what? know... Uh, women's suffrage. What about women's suffrage? Wait a minute. You mean women don't have the right to vote in this country? I think this guy's like a hundred years off. See, he's a moron. Women's suffrage? I want to salute the Saudis. They have finally come around. Uh, the women can now drive in Saudi Arabia. Can we have a hand for this? Oh, they cut one off. I guess you can't. Very forward-looking there in Saudi Arabia. Women's suffrage, you jerk. We've had that for a long time. Go ahead. Uh, race, it doesn't matter. Uh, people have to be made to feel uncomfortable, and especially white people, because we're comfortable. What are you talking about? This is the kind of race-baiting I despise. We're individuals, ladies and gentlemen. Individuals. Some individuals are struggling financially. Some individuals are struggling seriously mentally. Some individuals are struggling struggling seriously with physical ailments. You don't know, coach, what's going on in anybody's life just because of the pigmentation on their skin. You don't have the foggiest idea. And I resent jerks like you. With the race baiting all the time, all the time in sports. Race baiting, race baiting, race baiting. Who is this jerk? Greg Popovich. You. I'll be right back. (laughs) 
comments to me. You know why I love America, Mark? Because we're able to take a knee. Really, genius? Who said you weren't able to take a knee? You can stick a pencil in your eye. You can run over your foot. You can do all kinds of things in America. But, if you're working for a business and you do something that disrupts the business, you can also get your ass fired. Try it. That also happens in America because you're not the only one with quote-unquote rights. The person who employs you has, quote-unquote, rights too. That's called America. Nothing to do with the Constitution. The government's not involved. Sorry, I have to keep repeating myself because some people can't help it. They just can't help it. Now, Skip Bayless is another moron, and he's on Fox uh, Sports yesterday. You know what, I'm not even going to go there with this guy. I can't stand this guy. I don't even want to give him uh, attention that he doesn't deserve. Let's go to Mike Tomlin. Coach Mike Tomlin at a post-game press conference on Sunday. Bill Nuevia, who he served in the military, I believe he did several tours in Afghanistan. A captain, a ranger. And he's had to walk back the fact that he went on the field alone. He didn't go with the other Steelers. Uh, or hang out in the locker room with the other Steelers, and he's now had to make excuses, and the pressure's been put on him. Because what we're dealing with now, ladies and gentlemen, for all those who believe in, you ought to have free speech, is what we're dealing with now is intolerance, the lack of free speech. It's called groupthink. So all those out there talking about the right to speak, apparently you only have the right to speak if you're on a team, if you agree with the leftist agenda, or the hate Trump. The hate Trump agenda. Otherwise, you better shut the hell up. Including Trump himself. President has to shut up. I don't think so. So here's Mike Tomlin. Cut 15. Go. Was it your decision not to come out for the anthem? And what was your thinking with that? No, it wasn't my decision. Um, like most teams in the National Football League, uh, we didn't ask for this. No, actually, you did ask for this. You did ask for this, and your owners asked for it. Go ahead. Was placed upon us by circumstance. Um, I heard rumblings of guys talking uh, during the course of the day yesterday. My contention was um, that we will not allow politics to divide us with football players, with football team. Um, if, if many of them felt like something needed to be done, I asked those guys to discuss it. And whatever they discussed, that you know we have 100% participation or we do nothing. Um, they dis- discussed it for an appropriate. But no of time. politics. No politics. No. But whatever they decide, if we get 100% of them, in other words, absolute groupthink, no detractors, then okay, I'm with you. Go ahead. Come to an understanding. Um, well, let me ask so you a question, t- Coach. What if one of your players wanted to take a knee and say, no, I'm not going to do what you guys want to do? I'm taking a knee. Apparently that wasn't very good, was it? Because when your veteran decided that he would take a knee, against what you were doing in so many, uh, you know, as a loose parallel. You didn't like it one damn bit. You didn't like that at all. Go ahead. To remove themselves from it. Uh, they were not going to be disrespectful in the anthem. 
so they chose not to participate, but at the same time, uh, many of them were not going to accept the words. Just listen to all this about football players. Not talking about football or football strategies or this player or that player or the future. No, 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 no. We're not going to talk about politics, but all they do is talk about politics. It's a disease. It's a poison, progressivism, leftism. It's what it is. Go ahead. So uh, we decided to sit it out, uh, to not take the field. Um, to, wow, to very ourselves. brave of you. Very brave of you. Well, there are young men and women all over the world who are wearing a different uniform, a real uniform. And they're not playing a game. They're playing for keeps, life and death. And they have more guts than you, Coach Tomlin, and every, every damn one of your players, and every damn football player and every damn coach combined. And they're not sitting it out. And they're not taking knees. Some of them are taking incoming. And while you all pretend that's not what this is about, trust me, the vast majority of Americans know that that's what this is about. Starts out as anti-cop. It includes anti-military. Be honest, Coach. And the players ought to be honest. Now it's anti-Trump. Now it's anti-Trump because Trump said they ought to fire these guys who are doing, oh, man, we got to unite. We didn't create this circumstance. He created it. Got to hear from the idiot basketball coach, the idiot LeBron James. You got to hear from this idiot on and on and on. Go ahead. Focus on playing football. Well, then um, focus on it. Who's stopping you? Go ahead. Yes. Alan was okay. He came out. He was out of the tunnel because of like I said, I was looking for 100% participation. Well, you're looking for 100% participation, Coach. So am I. So are we. We're looking for 100% participation when they play that national anthem and that flag goes up. We're not getting it from you, Coach, or your team. We want 100% participation. That's what we're looking for. So you have one veteran. Any of the other players veterans? Are you a veteran, Coach? Maybe you are. I don't know who decided to go out on the field, put his hand over his heart, and the coach wanted 100% groupthink, absolute ideological monopoly, and he couldn't get it. And this vet paid a price for it. Go ahead. Full of our football team. Man, these are divisive times uh, in the United States, and it's a shame. Uh, Gee, but they is. weren't divisive times under the prior president, were they, ladies and gentlemen? No. And they weren't divisive as a result of Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party and the Russian collusion, were they, ladies and gentlemen? No, 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 no. No. We want 100% ideological participation. But we, on the other hand, can take the knee if we want to take the knee. I got that about right, Coach? I'll be right back. constitutional lawyer you can see today for free no appointment necessary just call him at 877-381-3811 you know when the Kaepernick thing started he started taking a knee I explained on this program that the sports world doesn't understand there are tens of millions of us who do not follow sports every day and there are tens of millions of people who do but we overlap during a sporting event, whether it's a football game or a basketball game or a boxing match or a UFC thing. There's the overlap. But we don't follow it day in and day out, day in and day out. But there are millions who do follow it day in and day out. Day. Great. 
But for the millions of us who don't follow it day in and day out, and when we see guys taking knees, we see guys putting their fist in the air, we see guys doing stuff, whatever their motivation, we see it with our eyes and process it through our minds and our experience, and we see guys who we believe are ridiculing this country and ridiculing the military. I mean, let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, the national anthem isn't played at weddings and bar mitzvahs, is it? It's not played at uh, uh, whatever at, at baptisms and so forth. It's, pay, it's played at patriotic times or at patriotic events. So everybody knows what's going on here. We don't need spin. And so when people do that, and you come from a family with people who've served in the military, or people who are police officers, or you just love this country and understand why you love this country, you don't like it when people do this stuff, particularly when they've benefited like nobody else from this country. The NFL doesn't get it. The owners don't get it, and the players don't get it. But they're going to get it, because it doesn't matter what I say behind the microphone. The fact is, you're already demonstrating it. <clears throat> you have choices in this life. Look, you don't have to listen to my show. You listen to my show. If I come on here and berate you as racist, if I come on here and berate you as stupid because you voted for the wrong person, if I come on here and treat you that way, why the hell would you listen? You're not going to listen. you got a thousand things you can do when uh, football comes on on Sunday or Sunday night or Monday night or Thursday night or whenever. seems like every night. And you're not going to be treated this way. And why should you be? You haven't done anything wrong. This group think, this attack on people because of group identity, you're sick of it. I'm sick of it. I don't speak for all white people. I don't know what the hell all white people are doing today. You don't know what all white people are doing today. If you're black, you know you don't speak for all the black people in this country. You're brown. You don't. I mean, what the hell is this? You either like certain people because of, of of the substance, what they say, they find them interesting, you find them attractive, whatever, or you don't. Now they're the nut jobs out there, but the vast majority of Americans aren't nut jobs. Or we wouldn't have a civil society, would we? No, we wouldn't. Let us go to Donald, Cortland, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hi, how are you doing, Mark? All right, sir. Thank you. I'm a veteran of both the Air Force and the, and the Army both, and I served 30, 33, almost 33 years in the police. Holy, that's like you. a trifecta. That's a big deal. Congratulations. Well, I'm retired now, so I finally made me talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I want to make a, uh, a, a comment about this uh, cabinet. The guy's a hypocrite, and I'll tell you why. He, uh, when, it, when you ask him, why are you doing what you're doing in disrespect to the flag? And believe me, I stood out in Morocco by myself behind the tent, saluting a flag with nobody around but me. But I asked him, why, why is he doing this? He said, because one of the reasons he gives is because of police brutality. Well, I was in the police for 32 years and, and uh, <clears throat> five months, and I worked with dozens and not hundreds of police officers. <clears throat> excuse me. And we were unbrutal to anybody. So that tells me he's... He is linking everybody in one circle who wears a blue uniform and saying they're prejudiced. And 
that's exactly what prejudice is. So You're right. He's the guy who's prejudiced, not me. He's prejudiced. If, and yeah. when you attack a group of people for the actions of a handful, one, or whatever number, yes, you're prejudiced. Oh, that, that's what I, I want to get across. I well, it's a good point. And I want to thank you for your trifecta. God bless you, my friend. Now that I've been sleeping on my Casper mattress for a long time, I picked it over every mattress I ever had, you know. Really helps me get the best night's sleep, period. And I've told you before, I got mine. We got five more. We have six. I got my dog Barney one. Yes, they sell them for dogs, too. So I count that as six and a half. I love this mattress. And once you try a Casper, you're going to love it, too. Switching to a Casper is a no-brainer. It's a high-quality mattress at a more affordable price. I sleep cool and comfortably every night, much better than on the old overpriced mattress I used to have. You have one of those? Take it, lean it up against the wall, get your Casper. It'll come. You put it on the box spring or whatever you use. Try it. You get to try it for over three months. And if you like it, keep it. If you don't like it, send it back. Casper ships right to your door for free in a small, how do they do that size box? It is amazing. They'll even pick it up if you don't love it and refund you everything. From its breakthrough design and superior quality to its packaging to letting you try it for 100 nights. It's no wonder Casper was named one of Fast Company's 50 most innovative companies and brands of 2017. Put Casper to the test in your own home for 100 nights risk-free. Here's what you do. Go to Casper.com, use code MARK so you get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. That's another $50, even though it's priced very, very well. That's Casper.com, code MARK. Get 50 bucks towards the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com, code MARK. Terms and conditions apply. I'm not finding a single caller, not one, who's supporting the players or the owners. Now, again, I'm not a sports radio show. But not one. Mike, Chicago, Illinois, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Thank you, Mark. I just have one quick comment here. Benny Goodman was right when he said America's lost its class. Now, here's the deal. Joe DiMaggio, Bob Feller, Ted Williams, all three of those guys, not only did they not sit it out, but they lost the best playing years of their life serving in the armed forces. That's true. Navy. Air Force, Army, respectively. And these guys weren't even making five figures. Mm-hmm. Now, you tell me if America hasn't lost its class or not. Here's my motto. If they don't want to... Uh, hold on, hold on. I can think of Tillman, the, uh, the Steelers player we talked to. There aren't a lot of them. What's your motto? My motto now is, they don't stand, I don't sit. And I'm not going to sit in the stands to go to a game. All right, my friend. I have a motto, too. You know what it is, Mr. Producer? I've used it before. Some of us are wise and some of us are otherwise. You like that one? It's an oldie but a goodie, I would argue. AJ, Jacksonville, Florida, the great WBOB. W, Bob, go. Hey, um, you know, you made a point earlier, and I wish more commentators would pick up on it. All right, let's stop right there. They don't pick up on it because they're backbenchers. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. That's why I call them yeah. backbenchers. Go right ahead, AJ. Well, you know, the reality is, you know, the reason people are so angry about these antics on the sidelines is because it's a bait and switch. We pay good, hard-earned money to go to a play or go to a football game or a baseball game, basketball game, whatever it is, 
you know, to be entertained. We didn't pay to be force-fed somebody's social issues. They're entitled to the social issues. They're entitled to, to whatever protest, but on their dime, not on our dime. And I think that's the... That, you know, by, that's by the way, you mentioned something, a play. Has anybody ever taken a knee at a play? No, but, you know, remember Hamilton... Hold on now. I think they should. Right. In fact, they ought to shut them down. But go ahead. Have at it. Stand on your heads, you know, pull your dress over your head, do whatever you want. Protest, 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 and then we're done with you. Go ahead. How would these players like it if they went to a restaurant or they went to their favorite gym and suddenly they were barraged by the waitress or their trainer with their social issues? You know, they wouldn't, you know, they would, they would, they would, they wouldn't like that. And that's essentially what they're doing to this captive audience. You know, they're, we are there, we're in our seats, we're playing, you know, we've paid good money, we're not going to leave. And suddenly we have to listen or, or we be witness to their social issues. They have all day, all week long that they can advance the social issues in whatever way they want to. Monday through Saturday, they can go into their communities. They can do whatever they want to advance the social issues. They don't have a right to do that, you know, when we're paying for them to entertain. Well, they can do it if the owners let them do it. If the league lets them do it, they have a right to do it. They don't have a constitutional right, but they have a contractual right if that's what they want to do. Now, that said... Uh, you have no obligation to subsidize that kind of behavior, do you? No. Nope. You know, I'm talking about this now for hour and 45 minutes while the uh, while the inbred over there in Korea has uh, his growing stockpile of missiles aimed at our country, and the Islamo-Nazis in Tehran are doing the same thing. This is part of my resentment, quite frankly. Thank you, AJ. Everything I've said for an hour and 45 minutes has been to help the NFL, help the owners, and help the players. To get off this track. Again, to help the owners, help the players, help the NFL to get off this track. You're at war with your fans. Don't you get it? You're at war with your fans, and they don't like it. Dominic, Columbus, Ohio, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hey, Mark. Is it too much to ask for the police to stop killing us with impunity? That's oh, great. We have a moron. We have a moron. The police killing us with impunity. Who are they killing with impunity? Hundreds of people every year. Hundreds of people every year. Black Who is us, I asked you? Mostly poor. Mostly poor? Yeah. Sir, we but have an entire can... legal, we have an entire justice system. Are you aware of that? Yeah, Let me ask you a question, because you sound like a very, very intelligent man. Let me ask you a question. Are the prosecutors in on this? Uh, yeah. Are the yeah. judges in on this? To a certain extent, yeah, the whole system's corrupt. Hold on now, I'm not done. I want to go through the... Are the juries in on this? Most definitely. Are the appellate courts in on this? Uh, Answer I'm me. I'm not sure. I'm not really... I'm not oh, sure you are. Them. The court system, the prosecutors, the cops. Get off my phone, you idiot. You're calling the wrong station. Good Lord. He has a Mark Levin app. That means he actually downloaded that, right, Mr. Producer? Took the time to download it? Well, welcome to the Mark Levin Show. Let's see here. I gotta take a break. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. We're going to get the results out of Alabama. Well, they'll start to come in very, very slowly in hour three, but we'll keep an eye on them. 
Then we'll see all the people beating their chests over the results or slapping themselves in the face over the results. And people will be taking credit for it or credit will be assigned. I don't play that game, even though I endorse candidates. It's the people of Alabama who will make the decision. And I hope they'll vote for the conservative, or I hope they did, Roy Moore. And it is they who who deserve the credit. And they will get the credit from me, for sure. I love my Camaro. But it's reached the age where things are starting to go wrong. It's a 2010, I believe. It's first model year, whatever it is. I don't worry about those problems anymore, though, because I got extended vehicle service protection from CarShield. Getting covered by CarShield is such a great idea. It's affordable protection that can save you thousands for a covered repair. A new fuel pump costs over $500, and replacing a water pump's over 1000 CarShield even has plans that cover your car's computer, GPS, electronics, and a lot more. CarShield's the ultimate in extended vehicle coverage, and they get your favorite mechanic or dealership paid directly. They don't say, okay, middleman. No, they will pay directly. So sign up today, get 24-7 roadside assistance, and a rental car while yours is in the shop. Save yourself from high repair bills. Get covered by CarShield like I did before something goes wrong. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code LEVIN or visit carshield.com and use code LEVIN. Either case, you'll save 10%. That's LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, often confused with Lovin. Lovin' LEVIN. But no, no, it's Levin, L-E-V-I-N. That's carshield.com, code Levin. A deductible may apply. Larry, Evansville, Indiana, the great WGBF, go. Thanks a lot, Mark, for taking my call. Uh, yes, first, sir. thanks. You sent me a book. I received it. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, the reason I'm calling is... Wait, by the way, which book was it? Oh, your latest here, Okay, yeah. thank you. Rediscovering Americanism. That's fantastic. Thank you. And I'm going to be giving it to my granddaughter. Um, the reason I call, though, is, is this. You know, I looked it up. Uh, one individual in particular, uh, Colin Kaepernick there, I think he has a degree in business management. Um, I'm sure all these other players that are taking knees and protesting and doing all these things against our nation, against our flag, against the, their fans, um, all have the capability of going out there and creating jobs, hiring people, running their business, writing a paycheck, and doing great things for uh, the community. Yep. Uh, but yet, how many of these individuals are, are playing playing football, getting their large checks, living in a lot better than people out here are living, and then um, and then uh, really not really doing anything in their communities at all? Well, you know, they're weekend community activists, I guess. And if you're going to actually be a civil rights leader... Well, then be a civil rights leader. You can't do it on Saturdays and Sundays. you got to do it on every day. Sure. And if it's the paycheck that you want so badly, then be honest. Tell us. But I think they should go on strike and really protest, really, really protest, and say, you know what? We're so disgusted with inequality. We're so disgusted with Trump. We're so disgusted with these rubes and the seats, the fans. We're so disgusted with all of them. We're going on strike. And see how that works out. That, that, that'd be fantastic. They'd be wind up, wind up renting high school football fields with a bleacher on either side or playing in a cow field someplace. All right, Larry. Good call. I appreciate it. David, Wetumpka, Alabama, the great WLWI. I said we're everywhere in Alabama. How are you? 
Hey, Mark, I'm doing great tonight. I, I've been trying for a year and a half to get through. It's an honor, and I'm glad well, thank to, you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you took my call. Um, you bet. I, I believe one of the aspects that hasn't been talked about about the owner's behavior is the bottom line for all these owners is money anyway. If they start getting hit in the pocketbook, start losing a lot of revenue from jersey sales, ticket sales, what have you, they're going to become very patriotic all of a sudden and not, you know, have to think <laughs> that can fly. And well, you know I what? By, by the way, I want people to know your background. You served in Iraq. I'm a retired Army First Sergeant, did 24 and a half years in the infantry, did two tours in Iraq, three in Afghanistan. Holy um, moly. God bless you, sir. I got rods and plates and screws in my back where I got blown off the side of a uh, mountain in Afghanistan, Valentine's Day, 2008. And, oh, uh, wow. You're a real broke. hero. No, I'm not a hero. I'm not oh, a hero yes. at all, Mark. I'm just an American that did my duty. Uh, well, that's what I love them. about you. That's what I love about this country. And this is what a lot of these folks don't get. And uh, it's people like you who are watching this, and you don't need people to interpret for you. You don't need people to spin for you. You know what's going on, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. These owners, the, the bottom line, like I said, is money. And they're all afraid to upset their star black athletes that are physically gifted and make them... Well, they got some star white athletes who are doing the same thing, you know. I'm trying to help the owners and the players in the league. Get your act together, or there's going to be nothing to get together. You'll be a, uh, a small remnant of your, your former self. All right, friend, I appreciate it. We'll be right back. Underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I'm in the Florida bunker. Weather's been kind of rotten, really. Warm, of course, but not very sunny. The ocean, the waves were very, very high. I feel like I'm uh, Joe Pistardi here. I don't mean to be. Uh-oh, what the hell happened to my screen? Oh, there it is. It's back! Oh, my God, it's back! Donald Trump today at the White House talking about North Korea. He's being attacked for this. It's amazing. He's attacked for everything, isn't he? Cut 20, Go! We are totally prepared for the second option, not a preferred option. But if we take that option, it will be devastating. I can tell you that devastating for North Korea. That's called the military option. If we have to take it, we will. He's acting very badly. He's saying things that should never, ever be said. And we're replying to those things, but it's a reply. It's not an original statement, it's a reply. But the things that he said over the last year, and if you look back, the things that he said to past administrations, North Korea is a situation that should have been handled 25 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, and five years ago, and it could have been handled much more easily. You had various administrations, many administrations, which left me a mess. But I'll fix the mess. So we'll see what happens with North Korea. How can you argue with that? Truthfully, how can you argue with that? He's, he's correct. And the same things happen with Iran. 
quite frankly. All right, so we are totally... Let's hit the first couple of sentences again, Rich, on, on what Trump said today. Go ahead. We are totally prepared for the second option, not a preferred option. But if we take that option, it will be devastating. I can tell you that. Devastating for North Korea. That's called the military option. All right, let's stop there. Now, 1993, Bill Clinton was talking about North Korea. If North Korea used nukes or was threatening to use nukes or develop nukes. Here's what he said in 1993. Cut 19. Go. It's pointless for them to try to develop nuclear weapons because if they are using them, it would be the end of their country. Be the end of their country. Well, that's different. That's Bill Clinton. And people have staked their reputations all over this. I endorse. I had uh, Roy Moore on the program. I hope he wins. And then goes on and hopefully wins the general election. And there's a lot of reasons for it. He's the most conservative of the two. There's absolutely no question about it. But Luther Strange is a lapdog to Mitch McConnell. And for a very long time, I've said Mitch McConnell is an obstacle to advancing a liberty agenda, a capitalism agenda, to advancing those things that could help turn the country around. And Rob Aino, very sharp guy, McConnell showers strange with millions in race for safe GOPC. Today, he writes, Alabama voters go to the polls to select who will represent the Republican Party in December's special election to fill the Senate seat vacated by Jeff Sessions. Will it be more or Luther Strange? No matter who wins today, one thing is certain. Swamp King Mitch McConnell and his allies have spared no expense to bolster the candidate who will unquestionably fall in the line with leadership. Rather than saving vital resources to go after vulnerable Democrats in 2018, McConnell's leadership pack and allies, listen to this, have spent nearly $10 million to try and stop a conservative from becoming a United States senator. The staggering amount is all the more appalling when you consider that McConnell's candidate has trailed more, more for almost the entire campaign. And I want to make that clear, too. Should Moore win? He's had a significant lead on Strange from day one. From day one. Two recent public polls taken in the wake of President Trump's Friday visit in support of Strange show Moore continuing to enjoy a commanding lead despite facing a 5-to-1 outside group spending onslaught and disadvantage. McConnell has been throwing good money after bad to try and ensure that the fetid swamp stays flooded. In order to justify the spending, McConnell's leadership pack has been pushing internal polling that questionably shows a much tighter race. For, for a bit more context, you can check out AL.com reports. By the way, the poll also said President Trump had an 83% favorable rating. Losing candidates often tout internal polling that deviate from public polling to keep interest and money flowing to their race. Now, according to FEC data accessed yesterday, outside groups have spent nearly $10 million to either support strange candidacy directly or oppose Roy Moore's. McConnell's leadership pack, the Senate Leadership Fund, is responsible for the lion's share of that spending. McConnell's PAC has spent over $2 million to bolster Strange, 
and nearly four and a half million, mostly negative ads, attacking more. So that's six and a half million dollars on a race that is, by all appearances, a loss. Now, why is McConnell spending so much money? Obviously, he's trying to buy the Republican nominee. Strange, his latest FEC filing covering activity up to September 6, 2017, showed that of the $4.46 million he either raised or loaned his campaign, over 28% came from political action committees. That means that in addition to the nearly $10 million in outside spending, $6.5 million of which comes out from McConnell, the K Street lobbying class has dumped another $1.3 million in PAC donations into Strange campaign to ensure the status quo in Washington. Moore, on the other hand, has only benefited from a total of $1.35 million spent on his behalf, or to oppose Strange, and has raised, as of his FEC filing covering activity to September 6, only $1.42 million, of which only 5000 was from political action committees. Now, the most notable independent expenditures on behalf of Moore came from the Great America Alliance and Great America PAC organizations that are, are run by Trump individuals. Now, together, breaking with Trump, those groups spent over $170,000 to help more. That's nothing compared to what McConnell and company have done. The Senate Conservatives Fund, run by our buddy Ken Cuccinelli, and Senate Conservatives Action has spent over 900000 to bolster more in the final stages of the campaign. Last, last week, Breitbart reported that Drew Messer, a senior advisor to the Moore campaign, estimated that $30 million had been spent by Strange and McConnell's allies against Moore. The data shown here is what was publicly available as of Monday. It's an enormous amount of money that they're spending. So in addition to $6.5 million spent by Strange and against Roy Moore, McConnell's leadership PAC spent... 2.4 against conservative House member Mo Brooks leading up to the August primary. That's a total of around $9 million that McConnell has spent on this campaign to prop up Luther Strange. Money that could have been used to fight Democrats. Because McConnell knows he can't control these conservatives' upstarts challenging him, challenging rather, candidates in the Republican primary. And he doesn't much like it. Well, too damn bad. And there needs to be more, and we will support more of them as well. Let's see. Let us go to Arnold, Mackinac City, Michigan. Sirius Satellite, go. Hi, Mark. You know, your first uh, hour monologue inspired me to call you. And uh, the NFL, I feel, is is totally wrong and they don't support the United States. My grandfather came here in the 20s with my mother. I was first born here. Out of 15 people on both sides of our family, we were all in the Navy. We all supported the United States. And my brother told me one thing. My oldest brother told me it's a good thing. Our grandfather came here. We could have been born in Germany during the war. Mm-hmm. We're all Polish. Mm-hmm. And that's what we think about our government and about the United States. That's where our loyalty lies. Yes, I agree with you. Thank you for your call. Retired military. More retired military. Brad KNZZ, our great affiliate, Grand Junction, Colorado. Go right ahead. 
Thanks, Mark. Um, I, I would like to say I, I'm not a fan of the NFL or the NBA for that matter, and so I'm not really taking anything away from them by not uh, watching these antics currently. But this situation epitomizes why. I mean, I've always considered the players to be overprivileged, overpaid, under-contributors to society who, who earn more in a year than the vast majority of people do in a lifetime. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also a Marine Corps veteran. I, at 19 years old, I, I stood on foreign soil and I looked on the flag as a symbol of 50 states full of people who stood behind me as I served to defend and protect them. Mm-hmm. And these antics by, by what are nothing more than a bunch of overgrown children playing a game are about disrespect of the anthem, the flag, military law enforcement, and me. And it infuriates me to the point I sincerely hope it affects them and their employers to the point they find themselves, like many others in this country, out of work and searching for a job. Mm-hmm. All it's, right. People are angry about this, aren't they? All right, I appreciate you. Thank Brad. Thank you, Brad, and thank you for your service. Michael, law enforcement, Clifton, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. How you doing, Mark? It's great to be All on right. the show tonight. Thank you. Um, you know, I was probably one of the first to post on my Facebook page yesterday about LeBron calling him a fool because when he made the comments using Trump saying he used the sports as a stage for his, his agenda when, in fact, Colin Kaepernick did the same exact thing, using the sports stage for his agenda. I'm a police officer, and I took offense because they're going into an area where it's not all cops. They're labeling white cops as the problem, which I have a problem, because less than 1% of all the crimes committed by the cops are not white. <laughs> it's not a white It's not a white or black thing. Let's all get together, and if they come up with a solution, I'd go with it. But they don't have a solution. They're just dividing the country the way they've done for all these years. I go on my Facebook page and I post something that's maybe racist in someone's view. I get crushed, but yet my black friends can put anything they want on the page and get away with it. And if I, I, make- I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't want to get into this because I have no idea what you're talking about, what you're putting on your page, or what they're putting on their page. But thank you for your call, Jeff Lafayette, Louisiana, the great KPEL. Go. Hey, Mark, uh, long-time listener, uh, just two things here. I'm joining the protest, and I'm not going to watch the NFL anymore. Uh, so, so what are you going to do on Sundays, then? I'm motor yard. <laughs> okay. My wife right. had the cowgirls on last night, and I wouldn't even watch them. Well, I'm, um, taking, a knee, I'm taking a knee on that mowing the yard stuff. Done enough of that. <laughs> but I worked at a bank for nine years. Yeah. Uh, and when I walked in and clocked in, that's where freedom of speech ended. They told me where I could wear their uniform and what I could say in it. If you walked in my bank and I talked to you and your wife walked in a little bit later and I talked to her, I could not let her know that you were in my bank earlier in the day because that was grounds for immediate dismissal. It's time mm-hmm. these players and these owners grow a set and man up. Well... We'll see what they do. I think they're damaging themselves. I know they love the publicity, but that's how the media work. So, all right, Jeff, thanks for your call, sir. Do I need to take a break? I think I do. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. There's some good owners in the NFL, too, you know. There really are. But what I'm saying tonight 
is, I mean, there, there are millions of you out there. You're sharing your perspective with me, and I'm sharing my perspective with you, and we're in significant agreement here. And, uh, you know, this can't turn into a, uh, a Democrat Party operation or an MSNBC show. Football's football. And yet the left can't control itself, whether it's the media, whether it's the classroom, whether it's the movies, whether it's football, basketball, whatever it is, they have to screw up everything because that's who they are. So they are. But the league and the owners are going to have to figure this out and do it quickly because let me tell you who's not filling the stands. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, uh, tenured professors. Uh, let's see, uh, liberal flower children, uh, college students who major in uh, what? I don't know, you name it. In social work, they're not filling the stands. You know who's filling the stands? Truck drivers, electricians, plumbers, um, and they're not alone either. People like me too. So when these players, whether the basketball, football, and others, they spew these stereotypes, they trash people who don't vote the way they want them to vote and so forth, this basketball coach is a clown. He's a buffoon. And they pose as these intellectuals. They're not intellectuals. They're stupid. I would kill to debate this coach for the Spurs. Kill to debate this guy. Anyway, that's where we are. Mark, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Yes, hi, Mark. Uh, great listening to you. Um, I just The point I wanted to make was, during Obama's eight years, when he was up at the podium about every three months telling us about some police uh, stupidity or whatnot, where was the NFL? Where was all this action then? When it was supposedly right out in front of everybody by Obama, and there was nothing. Everybody sat on their hands, did nothing. Well, you're quite right. All of a sudden, 18 months, uh, 24 months ago, uh, we have civil rights activists, and starting with the Kaepernick. And I don't care what anybody else says. This guy's a clown. They try to make him out to something he's not. He's a clown. Exactly. You know, what did he wear? Those sneakers or those shoes with the cops as pigs? Remember that, Mark? Yes, yes, absolutely, yep. Anybody force him to take those shoes off? No. Nobody no, of course not. Nope. No, no, you don't understand, Mark. This is about inequality. I know damn well what this is about. It's the leftist radical agenda trashing America once again. All right, you take care of yourself. I'm telling you, caller after caller is very, very angry here. Sean, Long Island, the great WABC, retired military. Go. Hey, Mark. Uh, th- thanks for all that you do. Um, I'm a military veteran, and I-, I am one of those angry people upset with people justifying spitting on our American flag, because really, when you think about it, that's what it is. Um, and-, and my thing is, what's next? You're going to have athletes sitting on a podium when they win an o- Olympic medal while the flag is raised and the national anthem plays? I mean, I, I hate to say it, but if that happens... I don't know where America's going. This is Let me tell you something. Do you hear this idiot Popovich, the coach for the Spurs? Where's uh, this country going? We don't know, you jerk, but we know you're dragging us into the gutter. Unbelievable. It's, it's sad. I, I, I really appreciate you 
giving me an outlet to listen to everything that goes on because you really speak the truth, and not a lot of people do, and the liberal left uh, just ruining our country. And uh, I mean, Let, let no me tell you to... something. Let me tell you something. I don't want to spend the whole show on this. I've tried to raise other subjects, but you folks and you, Sean, millions of you, this is what you're focused on. You are ticked off. And I, quite frankly, I don't blame you. I appreciate your call, sir. We'll be right back. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Let me tell you, if you are going to these games football, basketball, whatever, and these players start doing whatever they're doing, boo them. Fans are already doing it. Boo them. You can speak, too. Nice, loud boos, you know, like the Eagles fans. I should know. I grew up in Philadelphia. Nice, loud boos. Boo! Screw them! You know, uh, I did something this year I never thought I could. Oh, yes. Actually measured and installed custom-made blinds. You know, one guy taught me how through his family-owned Houston-based company, Blindster.com. That's BlindsTer.com. It's a great entrepreneur, Kyle Cox. He started the entire online window treatment industry, and big companies now try to copy him, but they can't. Kyle's a man of great vision and character who stands by hard-working Americans who just want an honest deal. So you'll always get Kyle's personal fit or free guarantee. So for, for any reason your blinds don't fit, even if you measured incorrectly, don't sweat it. Blindster will make the new sizes needed for free. You only pay the shipping. Kyle treats every customer like he treats me. Since he's my buddy, he also gives you, my listeners, a whopping 40% off your entire order of quality blind shades and shutters. 40% off. Look, if you can use a tape measure and turn a screwdriver, you can install custom-made window treatments, too, and get them delivered right to your door, 40% off. Go to Blindster.com, Blindster.com, enter promo code MARK, enter promo code MARK at checkout. You'll get 40% off your entire order. That's Blindster.com, BlindsTer.com, promo code MARK. Okay. Let's continue. Let me see here. Okay. Hold on now. There it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, Andrew, Stanhope, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Mark, the problem I have with the protests, they're protesting the wrong thing. They should be protesting the Democrat Liberal Party that caused the breakup of the black family, the fathers not being in the home. The massive shooting. That's, that's kind of hard to do in the... Oh, oh, the players should do that. Yeah, Yeah, the players. They're actually part of the problem, the players, a lot of them, because they have their babies 70... Well, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know enough about the players' personal lives, but thanks for your call. <laughs> Woo, don't drag me in there. I'm not going there. Lee, Los Angeles, California, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Mark, as far as I'm concerned... Yes. These professional sports, Hollywood, and the media today, 
90% of them who salivate, they're all entertainers. They are in the entertainment business. And those, and I regard all of these people as the modern-day court jesters. And they're just about as important in terms of substance as court jesters were. You said earlier at the beginning of the show that what they do isn't, it's, it's not important, you know, what they say, they're irre- it's not, not important. They're just plain, I will keep my language clean, court jesters and should be regarded as such and ignored. All right, Lee. Thank you for your call out there. Let us go to Kurt, San Francisco, the great KSFO. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call. It's a total honor to speak with you. Thank you. Uh, You know, with regard to the NFL thing, I mean, my bottom line is I don't think America needs the NFL. If the NFL wants to keep making its money, then they need to respect America. And as far as I'm concerned, these players ought to be getting down on both knees, put their hands together, look heaven toward, and thank God that they even have a friggin' job. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to sound upset, but... Never say friggin' again, sir, on the air. Okay, sorry. I'm, my apologies. I'm just kidding. You're allowed to say friggin'. Okay, okay. I, I'm... And, Kurt, very good. You don't need to apologize. Appreciate your call, sir. Bill, Buford, South Carolina, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hey, Mark, this is Bill. I, I have two sons that uh, are veterans. One's a, a Army veteran. The other's an Air Force captain. They've been on multiple deployments to Iraq and and wow. uh, Turkey and different places. And, you know, the, the, the football, they get to watch football over there, and, and it's a slap in their face. Um, it gives them a break when they're on these deployments to think about home a little bit and and and. and the NFL has given has slapped our veterans and our deployed men in the face by having these. Uh, uh, that, 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 this is what amazes me, and I talked about this, Bill. And by the way, that's terrific, your sons. Really, I'm sure you're a proud father. Uh, this is part of what I said in my opening monologue on the program tonight, which is, you know, we have men and women in uniform who are watching this crap. You know, who are facing life and death decisions, who are defending this country. And they're going to watch these prima donnas, these narcissists, these multimillionaire uh, jocks uh, trash the flag, trash the national anthem. Um, you know, these guys aren't uh, doing a damn thing for their country. The fact that on the weekends they may help in their community or some charity, that's great. But if you really are a civil rights leader, you really believe this stuff, you leave your job in football, you leave your multi-million dollar salary, you go back into the community, you say you want to help, and help them full-time, every day, and pay whatever you get paid. But they don't do that, now do they? No, they don't. And I can tell you, our our Army, uh, I've seen my son, and the things they have to carry and the things they have to do, they're just as much an athlete as those as multi-million dollar full brats are. And they make nothing. They they make make nothing. nothing. And, you know, and they're there fighting to defend the flag, fighting to defend the national anthem, and these jerks, and that's what they are. They're jerks. That's right. All right, Bill, thanks for your call. I knew this would get out of control. I said if they don't get this Kaepernick thing under control, uh, they're going to undermine their league, and they're undermining their league. They got to get it under control, but they're not going to. This Roger Goodell is no is no good. Let me put it that way. 
It's no good. He's a PC lawyer. It's a PC lawyer. He, come, he came through the bureaucracy of the NFL. No good. John, Arlington, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Mark, always an honor to be on the show, sir. Um, Thank you. I'm a 20-year veteran, and I'll tell you what, I am so upset. And I'm more upset when I see veterans who say that they're going to stand with Kaepernick. It really it fires me yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, let's slow down. There aren't many. Yeah, but, Mark, I'll tell you what, I've been having this argument for the last five days. You know, everybody says, well, the president could have did this differently and that differently. You know what? He spoke to an issue. And he is getting backed by a lot of people. Hold on, why should the the president... I don't get it. So everybody can speak except the president. Every schmo can speak who's wearing a uniform on the the, uh, football field, take knees, disrespect the American people, disrespect the flag, disrespect the national anthem, tell us how crappy our country is, how unequal our country is, while they're collecting multi-million dollar paychecks, not wearing a real uniform, they're wearing a football uniform, and the President of the United States says what is reflected by millions and millions of Americans, and he's trashed. Now, the fact is, this is par for the course. Anybody who stands up to this progressive movement, whether it's on a football field or in a college campus or in a campaign, is trashed. Is trashed. So we'll continue to stand up because this one strikes very, very close to home for many, many people. Especially us veterans, Mark. I can tell you that right now. I'm proud of what you're doing. And when they argue that it's police brutality, and then they try to argue that it's this and that, and you know what the default is, Mark? It always comes back to racism. And I'm tired of hearing it's racism, it's racism. It's not racism. Well, most of these big cities are controlled by minorities. Let's just be honest. That's number one. Most of the uh, the police chiefs or uh, police uh, supervisors, same thing. Now, we have uh, have a court system in this country. We have prosecutors. We have uh, defense counsel. Uh, We have judges, we have juries, we have appellate courts. So in order to believe that there is systemic, repeated racism in our justice system, I would argue that means that all these different elements in our justice system are involved, including the minorities who are involved in law enforcement and and in managing the justice system. I don't buy it. Do I buy that there's cases of it? Of course I do. I do not buy that the whole system is... uh, is laced uh, with racism of the overt and covert kind. I don't buy that for two minutes. That's just a generalization. That's just an accusation. All right, thank you for your call, my friend. Let's continue. Natalie, Long Island, the great WABC, go. Mark. Yes. The worst team of all is that team that played in London. Jacksonville, right? I don't know the name of the team. I think it's Jacksonville. Well, anyway. Honestly, I didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch it either. I seen it off Fox. They showed pictures where they knelt for the American flag. They took a knee? Excuse me? They took a knee, huh? They took the knee for the American flag. Did they ever get up? They stood for, God save the queen. I say I want to cry because that's how I did that day. Yeah. Because my brother served in the Navy during the Korean War. And when I seen that, my heart just broke. And I wonder if these players over there that are black realized that it was England that went to their to Africa. All right, all right. Listen, I you know, thank. And by the way, thank you for your call. All right, Chris, 
Gainesville, Florida, the great WSKY. Go. Mark, it's an honor and a privilege. Um, now, I had a conversation with a liberal before I heard from you that the First Amendment doesn't apply in this case because Correct. of the private employer situation. But he said he supports acts like this because, well, he has the right, the uh, freedom of speech. And I told him, Dr. Larry right, Arnn Stop, said stop, stop, stop. He does not have the right to do this on the football field if the owners of the clubs and the league say he or they may not do it. There is no government connection of any kind in this situation. That's why I said Again, I that would be the same as any private employment situation. Let's say you run a dealership, okay? And one of these guys keeps taking a knee in the middle of the place when your customers are coming in and say, I'm taking a knee because of social justice. Get the hell out of here, you jerk. I'm trying to sell cards. You want to take a knee for social justice? Do it on your own time and in your own place. Well, the same exact thing applies to the NFL. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. That's why I said I had this conversation before I heard that from you today. I learned that part. But anyway, just the point I wanted to make was when they always use the excuse, not necessarily just specific situation, but when they say have the right, the freedom of speech, I said Dr. Larry Arn said when the First Amendment was written, it was written with the intent to exercise a certain level of virtue when you're given a right or freedom. Because freedom without virtue eventually leads to anarchy. Just because you have the right to do Dr. something. Dr. Larry Arn is exactly right, but the First Amendment doesn't apply here. All right, Ju- Chris, thanks for your call, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Seven percent of the vote in in Alabama. Roy Moore is 57.5% of the vote. Luther Strange is 43.5% of the vote. Now, I expect Moore to win. We'll see. Could be a blowout. Here's what I want you to know. Ladies and gentlemen, conservatism transcends politicians. It's been around longer than any of these politicians. Roy Moore was the conservative in the race. We'll see what happens. By now, you've heard about the Equifax breach and how it may have impacted approximately 143 million people. But do you realize that these hackers made off of the information that identity thieves need to impersonate you? Names, social security numbers, birth dates, and addresses. This information can be used to open credit cards and loans and even apply for a mortgage in your name. Now's the time to get protection. Sign up for LifeLock today. I have it and my parents have it. You need it. They use proprietary technology to detect a wide range of identity threats, and they'll alert you if your information is being used. If there's a problem, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock can help you see more than if you're just monitoring your credit. Go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use promo code LEVIN, that's L-E-V-I-N, for 10% off your LifeLock membership. Visit LifeLock.com, promo code LEVIN, get 10% off right now. So the latest numbers we have, 7% in in Alabama, Roy Moore is 57.5% of the vote. I wanted to get to this story before the show is over. 
A border cop and two security guards were murdered by a Palestinian. Three Israelis killed in a terror attack at Har Adar Settlement. Border policeman Solomon Garverich, 20. Civilian security guards Yosef Otman, 25. And, um, let's see, uh, and a third civilian. Now, they were killed by a Palestinian. Notice the Jews don't start riding all over the place when this stuff happens. Now, I'm looking at these three gentlemen who were murdered. It's very, very sad. You know, decent three guys. They don't expect something like this to happen. Uh, One of them has African background and descent. I'm sure that'll matter very, very much to liberal Americans. But um, it's just, just, this sort of stuff happens all the time. And uh, it's, it's, it's underreported or never reported in this country. I mean, if I don't bring it up, who the hell is going to bring it up? Nobody. But you can check that on the Internet, too. Anyway, uh, the Alabama results, I would be very, very careful about uh, reading anything into all the spin that you're going to see. About who all the heroes are, all the villains are, that Donald Trump is finished, should Roy Moore win, if he can't even win in Alabama. I'm telling you that conservative principles transcend candidates. You get these uh, fly-by-night columnists now and then who will announce that conservatism is dead, or nationalist populism is on the rise. uh, And when you look at their past writings, they're pretty pathetic. But it's not dead. It's the only thing that saves the republic whether it's over 30 legislatures, whether it's over 30 governors, uh, whether it's the the push from the Tea Party movement or all these movements, even the Trump movement, grows out of or grows from the conservative movement. And the reason why there will always be a conservative movement is the conservative movement is simply a reflection of Americanism, of Americanism, of the Enlightenment, even pre-Enlightenment. It's a reflection of what we wrote our, our... forefathers did in the Declaration of Independence. How can conservatism be dead unless you believe the laws of nature are dead? Unless you believe the whole notion of individualism is dead? Unless you believe property rights are dead? I mean, you really have to be moronic to make such assertions or cheerlead such assertions. Uh, And you can't take passing moments or flash in the pans as instructive of all of history or of all that's going to come. You just can't. Now, the reason why this NFL issue is so big, because it's really a debate about Americanism, and what side you're on. If you think this is a great country, imperfect as it may be, but a great country, or if you think this country sucks, and also, you and I are tired of the prima donnas, the frauds, who who go to the bank with millions and millions of dollars, and yet pretend they're... uh, you know, they're, they're some kind of community activists. When they're not, when they're not. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And I will see you tomorrow and the entire rest of the week as I leave Florida early tomorrow morning to get back to the main bunker. Be well and God bless you.